Welcome to God I'm Tom. My name's Ross. It's the gruesome twosome again. Gruesome? It certainly is. Are you happy with that? Yeah, basically I'm twosome? that part of me. <laughs> you happy with twosome? <laughs> well, it's numerically correct. I suppose so, yeah. it's a fact. It's merely a fact, but mm -hmm. whether you're happy with it or not. I think both are fact. I would prefer if it was a gruesome onesome mm -hmm. and the handsome Thompson. Well, you can have that if you want. I do want. But I don't think it's factually correct. Well, we leave facts at the door when it comes to this podcast. Yeah, that, that is very true. That's the end of the podcast. I don't yeah. think we're going any further. Like, if you like facts, tune off. No. Yeah. If you like facts, you're in the wrong place. You come to the wrong place, you need to leave. Actually, it's funny because I listen to a lot of podcasts yeah. and I would hate this podcast. I don't think I would actually tune into it because I like ones where it's all structured and it's factually correct. Uh -huh. And this is... Even though we're trying to structure it, we are trying. We're really, really trying, really hard. But um, you're right. I don't. I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> I just hope reviews, if ever they are coming our way, be kind because we're just. It's loose, isn't it? I've written a few reviews. They've <laughs> <laughs> been rather negative scathing. towards me. They were really bad. Okay. Uh, so, um, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm fine. You look well. No oh, thanks. Well, yeah. I thought it was a gruesome. Um, that's what I like though. Alright. You yeah. like the gruesome look? That's, huh? I like that, that rugged, gruesome, sort of bloody, infected look. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you, so as you I came say, to the right place. Yeah, you look great. You I look healthy do, and well, well as well. Yeah, I feel good. I feel really good. <laughs> I've been working out, so I've been hitting the gym really hard. But anyway, thanks. <laughs> what, what we got? Well, I think on today's show. Yeah. We've got the homework that we set ourselves last time, and we're going to have part two of the podcast is going to be about arcade memories, which is um, just basically discussing the glory days of arcade. Um, you have a particular point in time you're going to talk about, and I, I do as well. So, well, I was very excited when you came up with that idea because um, because it really excited me. <laughs> No, because uh, I've recently, well, I'll talk about that later. I've recently been in an arcade, so yeah. Well, it's sad. What arcades look like now? It's um, it's a sorry state of affairs. It is a total shame. But then again, I mean, oh, we're just type of old guys just talking about like, yeah, I remember my day, yeah. you know. Yeah, certainly, uh, one of us. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's me again, isn't it? No, no, that's the gruesome one. So shall we start with the homework? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, you you can name which one you want to do first. Let's start with Beachhead. Brilliant. And then we'll move on to Turrican. Yep. And then finally, Daily Thompson's Decathlon. Mm -hmm. I was nodding there, but then realised that nodding is a poor thing to do on a podcast. It was fine for me, I could tell. <laughs> I could tell you, you were nodding. However, the listener couldn't see. So, Daily Thompson's Decathlon. Now, I did have a look on Wikipedia. I've got it here. You do surprise me. There wasn't very much information, unfortunately. No. This is a great front cover, fantastic front cover. It's what they replicated with um, the loading screens, I remember. Which I think is a bit of a weird drone. Do you agree? The one under C64? Both. It was fucking awful. The, the one that you told us to look at on YouTube. Yeah, mainly for the music, though. Oh, yeah, the How music was great. 
The said chip again on the Commodore 64, amazing. And also, the I said chip. Yeah, I got this off Wikipedia as well. We're seeing that the guy who done the music, Martin mm-hmm. Galloway, based his uh, the the load and screen music on Raiden by Yellow Magic Orchestra. So that's ah, why I right. sent you the link. I did watch to, that. To listen to the music mm-hmm. and then see how the fit, like. So, because I thought when I listened to the, the riding, or was it Redeem? Right? It might be Redeem. 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 Yeah. R-Y-D-W-A-N, I think. Yellow Magic Orchestra. I yeah. Know. I wanted to talk about that. Cool. Because I watched that video. Which one did you watch? Yeah. <laughs> it was the three of them. Just like members of Monkey? It was, no, they were in like suits. Oh, but at one point there was something really, really fucking weird that happened. So I'm going to talk about that because it didn't make any sense. Well, it's funny though. Be, I mean, before we go on to them, I would say I listened to a podcast. It's an American one called Retro Notes. They, they, they have a, a kind of way of working where they'll have one main big show, like a long episode, and then they'll do a pocket one. And they're doing a pocket episode on a Yellow Magic Orchestra. I would say to anybody who's listening and, and likes facts, listen to that because it was really informative they were a band if i remember correctly because i am regurgitating what i found out from that podcast they were a band that started out in the like early 70s and a lot of like gamers the design of games used their music as an influence right and then what happened is as the chordal the band themselves started utilizing like they're doing one about space invaders and they would use like sound effects very retro and it was a weird way of working back then wasn't it the way they like I mean if you look at um, Pink Floyd the way they had to use samples in their music very like of its time Uh I can't get away with their music personally Pink Floyd no Yellow Magic Ocean yeah Yellow Magic for me it's too twee yeah and cheesy I would love it if the keyboards weren't is if they'd use like Hammond <laughs> Keyboards. The like, melodies are good, yeah. yeah. Melodies are great, but I don't know exactly what you mean. Or if the bass was heavy, like uh, open yeah. the, the mix more, but this is all personal things. Yeah. I think if you like anime music and yeah. um, early computer game music. It all sounded like soundtracks, didn't it? It did. Was, it all, was it all soundtracks or was it just. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a bit of both. I think a lot of composers used their ideas of melodies and stuff, and uh-huh. maybe even ripped it off slightly. Because, I mean. It's difficult to talk about them because I haven't listened to a lot of their music. Because mm-hmm. everything I have listened to, I haven't really liked. Yeah. Like it's pointless listening to a full album of that sort of thing for no, me. I couldn't do it. Nah, it would, it would be too much. I agree. But I just thought it was fascinating the way Daily Thompson, which is a very, very English, mm-hmm. it's British, down to the key. I mean, like, Daily Thompson's like a bit of an icon in our culture. Yeah. It's a game made for the British market yet they used a, a music rendition of something from a Japanese that was just on the loading screen though wasn't it because d- is that what um, yeah, Commodore's had loading music because obviously the Spectrum just had that fucking annoying noise yeah and the actual music in game is um, it's meant to be what's it called something fire oh Chariots of Fire yeah I'm going to get on to that as well yeah I'm going to get on to that I-, I watched a bit of a walkthrough for the Commodore one well, I watched two things. I watched one where these two guys are playing it, and it was quite funny. And I also watched just 
event after event after event uh -huh. with the music on and I think the music on the Commodore one is really really good uh -huh. I, but I you know it, I'm a Commodore well, you're a Sid Chip fan I, I am I mean I big fan of Sid Chip listen to something like Last Ninja on uh -huh. the Commodore the music it's so it's, it's just so atmospheric I'll stick it in here Anyway, I'm spoiling your thunder. What were you going to say about Daily? No, no, don't, don't worry about me thunder. <laughs> <laughs> so Daily Thompson's Decathlon, developed by Ocean Software. You can tell it's developed by them because it's fucking everywhere in the game. When you're actually playing the game, the crowd holding up banners saying Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? All of the hordens in the background just say Ocean, that's it. Oh, I did, As I, if you'd forgotten. I noticed that they have... Um, in game actual advertisements for stuff like um, Barclays and stuff. Did they? Yeah, uh, Not Barclays in WH Smiths and stuff. No. On the Commodore <laughs> one, yeah. Have a look back to back at the Commodore version, then the Spectrum one. Right. They just couldn't be more like different. I mean, the com the Spectrum one looks like he's well, on the moon. There's like, one <laughs> very, very important bit again that I'm going to mention the, the difference between the uh, Commodore and, and Spectrum, and I, I can't believe how they managed to fuck this one up on the Spectrum. I'll come to that. So, developed by Ocean Software, published by Ocean Software, distributor was um, Ocean Software. So, they did it all. Programmers uh, Paul Owens and Christian Urquhart. Artist was David Thorpe. Composer Martin Galway. There yeah. you go. He was a bit of a legend, him actually. Yeah. I would listen to some of his stuff on, on YouTube and that. The Commodore versions. Because he, he was good. Yeah. Uh, platforms, Commodore 64, Amstrad, CPC, Sinclair ZX Spectrum. It was released in, what I've guess? 84, because it's on the window. 984, big brother. So all it really says is about uh, about this game is it's a computer game based on Konami's track and field. Yeah, you can tell, can't you? I was, I was going to say that I haven't really seen a sport game like that for a long, long time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, did they bring out? A, I think they brought out a London Olympics one. Did they? And I was very close to purchasing it, but I didn't. But yeah, I think I'm I sure. never. I've got to say right off the belt, I never liked them sort of games. There was one on the Mega Drive that my brother had, which, which was a winter sports one, mm -hmm. and that was great. From what I can remember, that was great. Really enjoyed that. Well, I had them like on the Commodore. I I had uh, summer Olympics, winter games. Um, you know, winter games. I mean. I'll say right now, the angry video game nerd, where at the end of the episode he burns the cartridge. It's, yeah. Is it Winter Games and the NES? Ah, yeah, I think so. That's how I feel <laughs> because I would play them and I was terrible at them. The you know, Terry, yeah. he is fantastic at them sort of games. Uh -huh. But it's like he has no, um, he just doesn't care. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, he will literally, and you can go, ooh, this. 
will shake the joystick so hard that like I I wouldn't do it that hard. No, no. Because I would like have a bit of. You've you got know, to be careful. I'm an Englishman. And, You've got you to know. be careful, yeah. So because mm. that's what you got to do on on them. I use the keys. Oh, that's it. Did it on the keys, but did it, did yeah, it. it's usually uh, the joystick wiggle, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never used to wiggle my joystick. Like there was another one that I liked uh, on the on the Commodore and the arcade and stuff. Um, Combat School. Combat School. Yeah, Combat School would start off where I think the first event was a run with with obstacles in and stuff, and then the second one was a gun one. Right. That sounds good. Well, on the Commodore, I remember I got a, a pack for the Commodore, and it had for the light gun. And it used different levels of games, so it had a level from Robocop, and it had the two levels from Combat School, where you had to shoot the um, targets. The targets, yeah, with the light gun, it was re- it was really good. And because of that, when I went back to Combat School, I was thinking, oh, I really want to see these in the actual game. I could never get very far in it though, because I was shit at it. That sounds pretty cool though, Combat School. Yep. Did you graduate? No. There's a one, and have a look at it on YouTube. There's a cool podcast that I like called uh, No Quota. And what would happen is they would pick one game and play through it and see who got the best um, scores and whatnot. And they played Combat School. They were talking about the sound effects when you when you do this arm wrestle. Uh-huh. Very late in the game, you do an arm wrestle with the instructor and the sound effects and the perspective of the arm wrestling mm-hmm. is hilarious. It's something to behold. So anyone check that out because it's hilarious. Ready. Go. start the podcast I said we'll start with Beachhead then we'll go to Turrican then we'll go to David Thompson's Decathlon no but then I've just started with David well I didn't but know that's, I that goes to back to that goes back to to um, the ramshackled shit yeah, we're driving the, the, this <laughs> this fucking house the, the podcast that Jack built that's what is possibly the title I'm nodding in this on. one so yeah we're going to start with David Thompson's Decathlon I'm going to edit that in oh yeah no it was developed and released under license by Ocean Software. We know that already. Yet it's decided to put like a fucking. If, game. if anyone wanted to play a drinking game now, yeah. then Ocean Software, yeah. they'd probably have it. Every time we say Ocean Software, or just Ocean, or uh, O, and then say someone called Sean. Imagine someone called Sean walks in. Oh, Sean. Then oh. that counts. You need oh. to have a drink. Uh, it was released in the wake of Daily Thompson's popularity following his gold medals in the decathlon at the Witch Olympic Games too. Two Olympic Games, you got a gold medal. Which ones? Which ones? Which Olympic Games? Ross, which ones? I have no idea. Have, have a, a logical start. One in 1984. Yes. And the other one? <laughs> Before that? Before? Yes. Um, 1980. Yes. So, did you play it? Mm-hmm. That's everything on Wikipedia about the game. I did play it, yeah. I, I had it in the day. Because I had this... It was on a pack. They we sold a million yes. with Beachhead, which strange. Yes, we had it. We had and Jetta, Willie, yes. and Saber Wolf, which we haven't yet talked about. Well, that's why obviously you have picked Jetta, Willie, and this 
and be Chad <laughs> because <laughs> you had that I was going to pick Sable for next week. No, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't actually. You gave it away though. I know. So it's a decathlon. Mm-hmm. It's ten events. I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Can you name those ten events? Uh, no. Have a go. Do I really have to? You're putting us on the spot. Well, we'll do again. we'll do it together, like a sort of like a game, right? Like some sort of stupid game. Number one, in no particular order, hundred meter sprint, right? Or dash. Do you remember what call it the dash? Well, the big hurdles as well. How many meters? Is it one hundred and twenty or something? Ooh, one hundred and ten. One hundred and ten. You were really close, though. Oh, thanks. So uh, The discus. The disc. <laughs> the the javelin yawn. I was gonna say javelin. Oh the javelin, right? Um fucking shot put, which I've got something to say about the shot put. I'm not too sure about it, but I've got something to say about that. Um the long jump. Right. Triple jump. Well, no. Oh. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sound the universal sound of confusion. Like <laughs> People are dropping their glasses everywhere when they're thirsty or that. Spectacles or pints? Both. So, spectacles into the pints. Uh, High jump. Okay. Are you, are you sure? Yeah, I was also... Because the way my... Pole vault. Pole vault, yeah. The way my mind was thinking, I was thinking, what's like that? And then I was thinking... Pole vault. Yeah. Um, 1,500 metres. Oh, God. Shaking the joystick for that length of time. I've got again a little bit of something I noticed on that I want to talk about. And last one, said hurdles, said hurdles. Does he do any swimming in it? No. Forgive me. Pardon? That's the sequel. In one of them, rifle shooting or something, isn't it? There isn't one of the later ones, I'm sure. What, the Danny Thompsons? Yeah, I'm sure. I I glanced at it. Oh, there is is a, um, I noticed a Danny Thompsons Olympic challenge or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it must be in there. Where Danny Thompson just fucking wins every single medal going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would daily wind your neck in. (laughs) Just because you're called daily. Um, Oh, there's another one. Hmm. Shot put, javelin, discus, sprint, 400 metres. That's the last one, 400 metres. There's a lot of shaking the joystick going uh, Like on. I say, I just I just hit the N and M key. I didn't November, uh, what's M? Mike. Right. And space bar for jump. It doesn't tell you anything about how you've got to hold down the space bar though to extend your jumps and change your degrees of long jump and shit like that, but you do. So what did I want to say about that game? Did you play it this time round? I had a quick go of it, but like I say, I don't like these sort of games. Mm-hmm. I, I watched people playing through it for a laugh, mm-hmm. and there's a good uh, YouTube one where there's these two lads playing it. That was the one where I text you because I was quite drunk, saying, um, "Look at what you've made me do." Like normal people when they're drunk, you know, they might do, they might watch a film or you yeah. know, shake that joystick. Yeah, no, I was actually watching two people who are probably twice as nerdy as I am, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty nerdy. That's a lot of nerd. Yeah, there was a lot of nerd, and afterwards I was. Did that spend me time wisely? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no regrets? No. As long as alcohol's involved, I'm pretty much sorted. <laughs> so, yeah. first thing that I actually liked on the Spectrum version, and something that, um, I don't know if it could fill a whole podcast, but it's certainly something that we talk about at some point. Is it these tight buns? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's, that'll come later. The name entry... Oh, you have a keyboard, 
But yet, yeah, yeah, that's Terry Orisi as that. It's true, yeah. You have a keyboard, and yeah, you could yeah. easily type it out on the keyboard, yeah. but no, because it wants to go arcade-wise, you yeah. use the joystick to move. And the irony is uh, on a spectrum, because it was such a bowling to get a lot of the joysticks to work, uh-huh. you'd be using keys anyway. Yeah, yeah. So a keys, instead of just typing it in, you had to go around a bloody... Now, I agree, that is absolutely stupid, but, you know, when it comes to later consoles, like... Obviously, I suppose from the Nintendo Mega Drive onwards, yeah, you didn't really have a keyboard. So, I've seen some very interesting, <laughs> very interesting ways of entering like codes and um, uh-huh. names and stuff like that. There was one I don't know. It was on the Xbox. I don't know what game it was. I've got no idea. But it was really clever. You had to use each thumbstick in turn to sort of select, and it was really in, like fast and intuitive. Uh-huh. I wish I could remember what it was, but I. I I really like that. I might do some research and see if I can. Why did you need one. codes and stuff on the Xbox ones? Because it saves to the hard drive. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what the hell I was typing in. <laughs> I have no idea. I must have been putting a name in or something. But it was. It was really good. It was integral to the game. You had to do it. Right. But it was. It just worked really well. But yeah, I just. I quite liked that because it was sort of reminded us of the days when you did have to sort of all the different ways that people try to develop a new way of entering your name quicker and stuff yeah yeah i play like i play arcade games through main and stuff and my free what i put down as my name is rot rot terry puts down som som yeah i think it's to do with something of, of burzum like there's an burzum. album yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in explaining this i'm gonna go back to the very <laughs> the beginning of the alphabet dinosaurs <laughs> yeah <laughs> planet earth <laughs> reality so my question to you is what do you put down for a free letter one I used to very uh, cleverly <laughs> Tom something I had to put in and this is weird in but that's not how you spell your name is no it? so um, maybe it's TMH and it really had a funny name when it comes I don't like to piss about when it comes to but I think Ross <laughs> Ross are oh, you what you're so serious yeah <laughs> I don't mix business and pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put that on your CV. Yeah. Uh, I'll tombstone. Tom didn't mix business and pleasure. Um, I recently went through all my Instagram and, and Twitter and stuff, and you've got to put like a little thing. I used to have this line of poetry I, I wrote years and years ago. Nice. And I, recently, I recently changed it because when I reread it, I was like, that didn't even make sense, but it sounded good. So I recently changed it to alive for over 30 years, but I might change it to it doesn't mix business and pleasure because I quite like that <laughs> or more animal than man I think that oh, was yeah. your Dr. Crane more beast than virtue okay then what, we, what was the um, rot yeah why rot it just sounds cool doesn't it some again it's, I think it's something you do with bosom well, Bus- I, 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 is that like a lady's I, I breast I'll tell you what we'll do or is that a bosom <laughs> is that a posh way of saying bosom what oh, she, has, she has a lovely bosom um, he's just daft racist who makes Amazing Terry. music. <laughs> <laughs> no, Terry's just a daft No, he's not. Should we say that where where Terry is? Because he's, he's still, still lost in still the planet. Didn't really want to bring it up, but um, we haven't seen him since the last episode. He could be anywhere. He's in the ether. Well, he was coming back from Planet Zen, Zen on that mega. He's bus. waiting for the mega. <laughs> he was and then for I think he got bus. a transfer to Planet. Um, what are the planets on the games? <laughs> um, well, it would have Reach to be. So from have to be I thought he was on his way to Granath. Oh, yeah. let's just take a second to reminisce. Ah, 
still haven't got an answer as what what some. I'll tell you what. Is it because it's moss backwards? What we'll do is Terry can, can record. Send, send an, he can record an answer on his phone, uh-huh. and we'll we'll place we'll it play. in here. Yeah, like actually. You have one unheard message. Hello, Gonox there. Hello, hello, listeners. Just thought I'd phone uh, just to explain where I've been. I'm currently transported in hyperspace. I'm on, on my way back from the podcast convention that I attended on the the planet Gorgonzog. It was a very good uh, convention. Lots of the most famous podcasts were there, and Gonoxler was there too. I got invited, but obviously the rest of the Gonoxler people didn't because I'm more important than them. So I was the one who got who made the uh, the trip over there. It was quite scary. Lots of aliens floating about. I was scheduled to be back, and I had a bit of bit of trouble. We got pulled in the gravitational field of the nearby planet uh, Jube Jube. We got transported into hyperspace and I've been stuck there ever since. But there is an end in sight. I'm I'm now on my way home. I should be there for the next for the next episode. So basically that explains where I've been. Uh, I had to chase a couple of uh, aliens out the way. I had to sort of avoid a couple of shots from the hive hands off one of the uh, alien grunts. Uh, but I, I survived it, you know, I just kind of mopped my brow and off, off I went. I'm not sure if the, if the other podcast people got back, um, but every man for themselves, I have to say. I just made sure I got out of there. I have been asked to explain why why I used to use the initial SOM, S-O-M. It came from uh, the title of a track by an artist called Burzum. Uh, he made a, a track called uh, Det Som En Gangvar, and I just picked SOM. Totally random, no particular reason. I just kind of stuck, and I just used it ever since. I always used it on high score tables, and I still do even now. If I, play, if I played a game that required three initials on a high scoreboard, I mean, always at the top of the score table, of course. So basically, it's as simple as that. That's it, really. Anyway, I better, I better sign off now because uh, there's a couple of uh, spaceships chasing one. I think I better go, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm calm. Very calm. One thing about when you first start decathlon, day one, day one, day two, took me a, week, a while to realise why the events were just repeating on the emulator I was playing, on the ROM I was playing. It was because you have to download another one for day two. In the same way that disc, you had to turn the tape over for day uh, one, day two. Same thing. So I was playing through day so one a few times. So it's a multi-load game, was it? If that's what that means. No, it, um, you'd have to just start the game again. I believe, anyway. I think <laughs> that's it, I think illogical, Captain. I know. I, I think you had to re- like just load the entire thing up again. It might have been multi-load. I don't. I, I don't know if it said insert disc uh, tape two or not. Right. The the music before the events. It would come up day one and then the event mm-hmm. and the music there. As soon as I heard that, it's like do 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 do. Like it straight away brought back loads of memories. It's like an iconic little tune. And we've also obviously already talked about the C sixty four music you made us, you put us through. <laughs> it's you know it was. Did you look? At, did you look at the Spectrum game, the Spectrum version? Oh yeah. I've got a question. Uh-huh. Why isn't he black? Yeah, I know. Daley Thompson. 
to my knowledge, one of the blackest athletes that England's, <laughs> England's ever produced. Can I just say, listeners, I'm treading away from this. <laughs> no, not in a, not in a, uh, a racist way. Yes, mm-hmm. wonderfully so. They couldn't have created a more whiter character for the for the spectrum version. They haven't even tried to make any different tones. I don't know if they just couldn't. It's like Jet Set Willy. It just looks like Jet Set Willy, but in a fucking pair of shorts. I mean, it's nineteen eighty four. I don't care. That's it's no excuse. You know, the Commodore sixty four version. He was. Uh, he had like the the same the white. Can I just say though, and black. The Commodore sixty four version is, and I don't. I would take more pleasure if I actually liked the game, but the Commodore sixty four version just looks better, sounds better, yeah. and it's fast. This, yeah. The Spectrum one is so slow; it's unbelievable. It's like he's on the moon in zero gravity or something. It doesn't look like Daley Thompson. No. Even put a well, it doesn't on. look like any human being known a man. A couple of little animations I really enjoyed when he um, broke a record right. he did this sort of flex stick his arms in the air and do a flex and then the crowd would cheer but the crowd cheering which I'll I'll try and find and put in here over the top uh-huh. just sounded like a machine gun it's fucking awful while he's just down there going <laughs> horrible um, Maybe it's just people in the crowd just firing off rifles yeah. as a celebration. <laughs> it was nineteen eighty four. It was, yeah. Um, so, also when he used to fail, when he would like fail at complete an event, he mm. would do this weird fucking head scratch thing. Like he's like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> what happened, coach? <laughs> I didn't make it. <laughs> Which is just fucking horrible. Athletes um, to this day do that. They do, yeah. <laughs> I just don't get it. Um, did you did you see the the long jump? Again, I don't know if it's different than this Commodore 64, but the long jump guy who who measures the, uh, On the, the thingy. I'll, you know when you were saying there's, there was bits of animation that you thought looked fantastic, or, well, interesting, or whatever words you used? Uh, shit, I think was the word I used. The, the Commodore one where the the do tape, like, measure. Yeah. I, I like the dinkiness of the sprite. It looks cool on the Commodore. On the Spectrum version, I'll have to get pictures and post them on Twitter or something, the two different versions. The Spectrum one, it's this little guy in yellow. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you're not a white guy doing the sport, you're a yellow guy either firing a, <laughs> firing a starting pistol or measuring. Excuse me, I'll take ups. So this little yellow guy comes in, completely bent over at a right angle like that. Like yeah. His legs pointing down and his, his back and head just like straight forward. And uh, he just he comes on backwards, <laughs> like just edging his way across the screen holding this fucking yellow tape. And he just goes across the whole thing. It just looks so fucking stupid. But I just loved it. Just go, <laughs> and then the guy, the, Danny Thompson's going, what's, what's he doing? Why is he measuring or, it? Or fist bumping by the machine. <laughs> oh, God, God fucking hell. Um, when he does the shot put, you know in real life when you do the shot put, you don't run with it, do you? Do you run with a shot put? You run with a javelin, you, you spin do, around man. with a discus, do you run with it? That's like, that seems like health and safety fucking nightmare. That. Ooh, that's a difficult one. I'm sure you'd take a bit of a run up. I thought you just spun. I know with a hammer you spin. I'm sure with a shot put you just... You might be right, spin. Is on that this the one you, with the nets? Anyway. Like, well, you've got the hammer, the discus, and I think the shot put have all got nets. I couldn't say for sure. God, but, I, but I yeah, remember these from school and obviously... Well, at school you used to just stand still and hold it under your fucking nah. jaw and throw it but yeah I was never very good at any of them by the way as sports in general I, I was, was good at running at but not like I was too busy playing Daily Thompson to Catholic. I didn't have time for real sport <laughs> um, 
I was too busy shaking my joystick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to mention the Chariots of Fire music rendition, which uh, no matter what I did all the way through every every event, I managed to be standing on the top of the podium by myself. There was no, why is no other It's always just you. There's all no, these people have turned up just, no just to see you do no, that. I got the gold. There was no one else there. No one else turned up. You literally got the gold oh, just for turning up. Oh, there you go. There you go, son. Oh, Jags, thanks for the gold. Gilly Thompson's got an American accent. But the thing about the Chariots of Fire music, they must have been so proud of it that they made it so you couldn't skip it. So it's just like fucking. And he's standing fucking flexing on the thingy like what, that. What I noticed about Spectrum Horrors was they were so proud, or like, it was so rare to have music for them in game. Oh. That when it was in game, they would literally they would put up a slowdown just to have the music. Uh-huh. For the slowdown, say Jet Set Willy, you know when Terry was talking about like sunscreens were actually easier to do uh-huh. without the music or with the music. <laughs> That's hilarious, that like. Renegade was another one, and it, it had fantastic music, but it did slow the game down. Uh-huh. In fact, on Renegade, you were doing the game a favor by beating people. Because they had all the sprites on, and then when you'd beat one person, yeah. it was like, oh, thank God, <laughs> like I can move <laughs> I a little bit faster. It's yeah. like he's juggling that, the, the, the machine itself's juggling that many balls, and you get rid yeah. of a ball, and it's like, oh, it's a bit easier. Huh? But like Doom 3? Yeah. Well, actually, as I was saying that, I was saying, and I, I remembered um, Renegade, the first screen of Renegade, or, or any of the levels, with all them people just waiting. And recently, through your kind. Um, lending of the Mega Drive games. You're very welcome. I've been playing um, a lot of the beat 'em ups on there, so like um, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage, and stuff like that. And Golden Axe in particular, it doesn't have many enemies on screen at once, uh-huh. and they're all naked, pretty much. I don't know what version you're playing. We've <laughs> all got them little blue panties on. <laughs> doesn't keep much to the imagination. She was an attractive. I, I, was she like if we do a top ten of hottest game yeah, yeah. Vixen would be in there somewhere. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Well she can turn into a fox, can't she? So she's Vixen. Vixen, yeah. Yeah. She can turn into a Vixen. Alright. Yeah. But from uh, the, from a different planet, which also you. has the same exactly the same species. We can't get but we can't get back into this again. We can't do it. What was that plan called? Same episode four. Okay. Granath? That's why I said Grand. Oh, what? That's where Terry was, man, Gabe. Yeah. I would love to go there. Hurdles. I played the hurdles bit, and the best bit about hurdles I found was you could jump and kick the finish line. <laughs> well, like flying kicking. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I did like that. Uh, th- another really good bit, which you'll have to see somehow. I'll, I'll try and find a video and put it on the Twitter thing. When he does the discus. It's it's the only event that all of a sudden switches to an overhead view. Right. You see yeah. you see him spinning around and then you hit um the space bar, whatever you've got set the jump mm-hmm. and he throws a discus yeah. and then it switches to a sort of not it's not exactly profile like profile, but it's kinda like isometric and you see the discus fly along. Mm-hmm. But if you fail it, if you don't do it properly and you you foul and go over the line, all of a sudden he just he appears. Just like profile versus scratching his fucking oh, head scratch again, man, and it's like they've used exactly the same sprite. Because they just thought, well, it's overhead, so it's complete. You, you don't remember? Um, I'm not going to read the sprites. No, fuck that. Remember the football game in the Mega Drive that was all completely above, and then all of a sudden it was switched to the side view when they celebrated a goal. We talked oh, about it in yeah, episode yeah. one or two. 
it's kind of like that but it doesn't switch to a side view it just switch all of a sudden he appears exactly where he was standing when he fouled and it's just him like full like it just looks like as though he's just like lay down on the ground and started scratching his head <laughs> so people above can see that was I, kind of funny. the, the, the <laughs> audience who are exit, like above them and Daley Thompson's lying down for the helicopter cam <laughs> fucking terrible the only other thing I wanted to say was the crowd looks like old TV static it really does, especially the, the discus version, the discus game. The crowd oh, is just like one strip. And it's like, the um, in every other event, it, it's quite close to the crowd, so you can sort of make out the faces and stuff, and you can make out the ocean banners that are all fucking oh, like that, you know. And then when they celebrate, like they shake about a bit and it goes staticky, but then it's the discus one because it's the furthest away. Um, it just looks like a strip of static. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> And also the 1500 meters uh, one is the only one that's sort of different to all the other events because it introduces an energy bar. So like you can't, stamina. Uh, so you've got to be careful, which I thought was pretty cool uh, for for that day. I believe that I'm sure Hypersports, the one we mentioned, that it was a uh, track and field was the the one the one it was inspired by. All right, I bet you if you if you play track and field, I bet you a lot of the things are just half inch and they put Daley Thompson's face over the <laughs> yeah. awesome white guy's face. Yeah. <laughs> In a lot of cases, it didn't bother changing the spray. No, but that's everything I wanted to say about Daley Thompson's decathlon. Is there anything you wanted to say? No, just that. Uh, thank you for your time because. Um, <laughs> You're quite welcome. I, I, did not, it. I did not enjoy it, but I enjoyed that conversation yeah, because to me, they're just so. I don't understand why anyone gets any fun out of them sort of games. I used to. I remember one of the best ones in that genre was California Games. Did you ever play that? Yeah, I did. Uh. I loved that game. That was so. We used to play it with my mates. Um, I think that's where the best, it. where you can have like seven or eight competitors together yeah yeah when it's, it's but with california games as well it wasn't just a case of hitting a button and wiggling your joystick mm-hmm. it was like every event was very very different and there was different like there was surfing there was is that um, one my hacky sack yes yes exactly it's totally weird, I had that one was, i hated it oh really oh, i loved it well a hacky it. sack <laughs> that was weird it was weird wasn't it why the fuck was that in there <laughs> it was like surfing I can't remember the other rents was there like skateboarding maybe or there was skateboarding there was you on like oh uh, yes the, the half pipe yeah. yeah yeah surfing there was that there must have been a BMX one as well I, uh, I bet you was for some reason I keep saying there was a shooting one I just for some reason I just it depends on where it was California so there probably was a shooting mm-hmm. shooting one Right, so I think that's everything with Daily Thompson's Decathlon. Shall we move on to Turrican? Yes, Turrican. Mm-hmm. Turrican. Turrican. Toucan. Toucan well, Sam. I'm very famous amongst my social circle of friends for being bad at pronunciation. Pronunciation. That was a perfect example. Exactly. <laughs> so I call it Turrican. I think it's Turrican, right, yeah. So um, is that, um, I, I like that word. I really like that word. Is it... Does it mean anything, or was it just a name made up for that game? Do you know? Because I really like this. It sounds like a Turrican. It just sounds like a, a great, like the name of a fighter jet or something, doesn't it? I think is it in the game? I'm sure it's the armor you wear. Ah. Uh-huh. The reason I picked Turrican actually is when I was nearly finished me me gaming experience with the Commodore. My friend who lived who was a bit older than us, who lived across the street. Who eventually got an Amiga, got a, a 128 Commodore, which I'd never seen before. 
and he started because he was working bloke he, he used to buy games proper full price games you know and he uh, bought quite a few and I would he was so kind he would lend us anything and uh, Turrican was one of the games that um, I lent from him that and I think it's X-Out which is another X-Out I it's a shoot 'em up which has a fantastic idea on it at the start of the game you, you visit shop which you're doing a lot of uh, shoot 'em ups it looks like R type that's the sort of game it is alright yeah but it's set underwater so the first you visit a shop and you buy you know weapons for your ship but what's what's so good about XL is you buy ships so you're actually designing a fleet for yourself mm. every time you die you use the next ship that you got so you, your first ship you might pick a really ultra cheap one with crap weapons and then the next one you have a cap on how many ships you can buy so does the ship get destroyed you can't use it again yeah I think so it's it's hard to remember like I remember finishing it though that and Turrican, I remember finishing both of these games and having like real fun out of playing these games because I had games of a particular era and I hadn't bought a lot from my Commodore. And then when Leslie, my friend I mentioned, he bought the uh, 128 and he was buying full price games, I was seeing like the newest games that the Commodore could do. Mm-hmm. So for me, this seemed like a step up. And I don't know if you agree, and I know you've had a lot of annoyance trying to get emulators to work for the C64. Yeah and um, playing the game but I don't know like if I'm putting words in your mouth but it, it is a very um, ambitious title yeah. I would say yeah, yeah. Like, I would agree from what from what I, I played of it because I well I'll just I'll say now what happened with my experience I tried a number of different emulators to try and get the game to work mm. um, v- Vice is that what it's called Vice I can't even remember which one I use but we'll see it right now you, you, you're using a Mac yeah, I so it immediately is difficult. Eventually got the game to work. It took a long time, but I did get the game to work. I played it for about 15, 20 minutes. Mm. Couldn't get past the first level because I didn't really know what I was doing. And I was messing around. There was there was a, an option screen where you could choose all the cheats. Ah. Um, I've unlimited lives and everything. Because it's cracked. Like a yeah, lot of the exactly. stuff that's on the ROMs and stuff yeah. are cracked, yeah. So the first time I said no to everything, played it through, worked all right. When I died and I got the game over, uh-huh. I tried to start again, but it just wouldn't work. Uh-huh. And I, I couldn't get it to work no matter what I did. So I did actually experience the game. Mm-hmm. And I noticed it was really, it felt really fast, a lot faster than I was expecting. And it, I really liked it. Because it had like a health bar that came down mm-hmm. instead of just instant death when you touch stuff. I, was, I liked it. I did like it. You posted a video of you playing through it. Yeah. And the bit, I, I'm so glad you posted it. It's on the first level. And it goes from dark, yeah, day to night. It goes it go to a cave, don't you? And later on in that level, there's lightning comes. Oh right. Yeah. Uh, did you see? It's the, you wouldn't have the so the levels are like one, 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 two. You know. Yeah. On one, two, you come on come on the screen, and it looks like the first level. Mm-hmm. And you immediately you have to fight a boss. All right. And it's a big giant fist. <laughs> like that just floats and I remember that was the thing I loved about Turrican back then I thought end level bosses are at the end of a, a level yeah. not in Turrican I mean there's a fish there's this giant fish you fight on one of the levels uh-huh. there's this very um, Geiger type alien that you fight later on and uh-huh. stuff like that for me it was a visual game right. I remember not liking it as much on the Mega, which uh-huh. was strange because the Mega one looked better Yeah, but it was something about 
wow, I can't believe the Commodore could do this. Just, I saw um, some screenshots, one of them must have been from the Amiga and one of them was from the Commodore and the Commodore compared to the Amiga looked really washed out. Uh, and but when you pastely. think that's eight bit oh, to yeah. sixteen bit, yeah, yeah, it still it, it still looked great. I thought I was have a look at really it on the spectrum. Because <laughs> I did see actually, I saw there was a Game Boy, a couple of Game Boy screenshots, and obviously that just looked like a Game Boy game as they all do. Like looked a bit like um, the game. Um, it looks like Metanoid, I think. Yeah, but what was the game I mentioned in the first episode? Oh shit! It was the one I played a bit of the music from. And it was a scrolling side oh, left and right yeah. shooter. I'd uh, never heard of it until you mentioned it as well. Uh, it was. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. That's going to drive me mental. I'll try and remember. Anyway. D did you check out the Kimball Justice YouTube thing that I. No, I. See, I would, I would I give remember. a shout out to him. There's, there's a YouTube um, guy who does um, comparisons and. Uh, he does some entertaining stuff from like the Mega, the Mega Drive and stuff and I watched these Turrican Trilogy uh -huh. and he was mainly talking about the Mega versions but uh, it was interesting because he talked about how it's come out on the SNES and I played the SNES version recently it came out on the Mega Drive, Game Boy as you mentioned mm -hmm. a really weird thing is it came out one version of Turrican came out for the Super Nintendo and they changed the sprites to make it a universal soldier tie-in. Oh, really? And I remember one of the bosses just being a giant Dolph Lundgren head. <laughs> and it's bizarre to see you like, uh, eh? Why did God, the universal soldier? It was John Claude Van Damme and him, wasn't it? It was, uh, it was a terrible movie. Anyway, so uh, Turrican, the storyline, because I've got it written oh, down this here. This should be good. It's a story of times long this. gone. Tells us of the free-headed Mongol who lives a secluded life in the kingdom of the ki of the kingdom. I probably should have proofreaded this before. Now. <laughs> this Mongol is a case of all the fears and nightmares of mankind. It is furthermore said that in the ancient times he was banished to an unknown dimension by the hero Devilon. Fear and sleepless nights disappeared out of people's lives. So it's quite a like. Did you translate this from Google or something? Well, that's one thing. It's but the all the Turricans made by one guy. Really? I am um, Manfred Trent. He's, Manfred. He made every like he done everything. I think really? on the later versions, somebody helped with the music and stuff like that. Mm. I did like the music on the the start. Well, that's a speech. On the Commodore. Oh, I didn't hear the speech. Oh, I've got it on my iPod. It's like I forget what it says. I would put it in here. It's Again, when you had an 8-bit machine and you could see what it could do, uh -huh. speech was something that was so rare in games. Uh -huh. And when you had speech in a game, it was fantastic. So it's a Turrican, uh, Commodore 64 speech from the start of Turrican, is yeah. it? Yeah. Right. It's Just something so like prepared so to die or something. Now and welcome to Turrican. Be my guest. Another day, another cry. But remember... The next line of this. For some time now, people have 
again be tormented by nightmares and suffers from a serious state of dread and fear. Hardly anyone dares to set foot onto the streets at night and dreadful fears that Mongol has... <laughs> Mongol. What is the name Mongol? Mongol. I don't know why I was calling him Mongol. <laughs> has returned to his kingdom. Mongo, you don't know say Mongol anymore. It's alive and alive in people's minds again. As the only man on earth whose courage has not yet deserted him, you are sent off once again to free humankind from its burden of fear. You have been armed with the latest weapons and technical equipment for this mission. In find him, I'm not going to name him anymore, in his kingdom and destroy him for once and for all. That's the storyline, mm. which is which is Why is everyone so scared? Why is he the only person with courage? It doesn't. It sounds a bit like the Wizard of Oz. It, it sounds like just the ramblings of an idiot, really. Mm -hmm. So, you know. How very apt that you read it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How apt that it fell in my... My uh, Claws. <laughs> so another thing, looking through the, um, the instructions for the game. Another thing that I thought was amazing from back in the day was you start off with all these weapons. Yes. So you've got, like, your normal gun. You've got that, like... Almost electricity comes sort of thing, is it? You press and hold the fire button. Yeah, it reminded me of the Ghostbusters thing. Ah, yeah. Yes. Back in the day. Yeah. So you got that. Go across the beams. You've even got like, there's a couple of like, there's like a smart bomb. You've, you've got like a, this, because I couldn't get one of them to work. I couldn't lay the mines for some reason. You've I got, I think I you've got to be the, um, the spiky ball thing, the giant ah, spear. that was weird. That was weird, but then when I you think fell off of, into a waterfall a kind of few times doing that. When you think of Metronoid, yeah. how you can turn into the ball. Right. See, that's why I think it's very influenced by. Yeah. But then it isn't because what is Metronoid so famous for? The fact you'll get a you'll get an ability which will unlock more of the map. Yeah. That's its very like the Metroidvania sort of thing. Exactly. Yourself, yeah. Turrican doesn't do that. No. It gives you everything, and you can't pick up anything here. Yeah. Well, you can pick up different weapons for your main gun. There's little uh, peas and stuff keep coming out of monsters every now and again. Yeah, there's like there was different one, main weapons. There was one body that looked a bit like the, um, is it Ed? Ed? What's it called from Robocop? Ed, Ed? 209. Uh, Ed he, he looks like a, a body in our type, I think. Right, okay. But on um, the SNES version, you can jump on his head. Mm -hmm. And he, he does this cartoony type of like to animation sort of thing because right. I played through the um, snares one I actually had grand designs for like I'm gonna finish the snares one uh -huh. I, I, well I got time it's like time nowadays it's so like precious isn't it got someone many slugs to kill yeah I'm out I'm out in the garden killing slugs all the time <laughs> but I got so far in the game and I probably could go back to it because it's safe states mm -hmm. but uh, one of the levels was just such a ball ache and when you you were mentioning you didn't really know what the, where you were going yeah that's a problem with turrican i can because i played it back in the day it's one of those games where it's it's just not simply it is just go right yeah, yeah but, but there's specific places you've got to go uh, and there's some jumping on turrican going back to great grand sisters when we mentioned that game jumping in 8-bit games with a joystick is just a fucking like going back to that is just horrible yeah. there's levels on Turrican where you have to there's platforms directly above themselves and to jump from one platform to the next platform you have to jump out 
engage yourself yeah, on the new platform, bro. Do that 10, 15 times. Knowing fine well, like you could fuck up, or the energy idea I'm talking, which to me is stupid. <laughs> well, what happens is you can clip an enemy and it'll take off nothing. Fair enough. But you, if you get into that unfortunate point where an enemy's like on you, yeah, it will kill you in seconds. Yeah. And bear in mind, the Turrican armor is meant to be this fucking state-of-the-art badass thing. Just because, imagine, imagine games these days. Imagine you could, <laughs> you could be injured just by walking into an enemy mm-hmm. without the enemy, like, performing some sort of attack or or fire or something like that, like. It just walks. It's like walking down the high street, going to the shop, and just banging into people and going. Oh, 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 oh. And eventually, you get to the bottom of the street just outside Primark and collapse and dead because it's just been sort of touching other people. It doesn't make any sense. But yeah, primitive. Uh, another thing I would encourage you to look at. I remember in, in Turrigan in the box, it had this fantastic um, map mm. of of where you go to meet the kind of the boss, the right. body. And that was another thing I loved about Turrigan. Every level had its own little identity, and it was it was a game that I just have such fond memories of playing. Mm-hmm. And even though I have to say I hate multi-loaded games back in the day, it was something that I persevered with, and I did finish. And I, 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 looking at today, I had some problems with the emulators. Mm-hmm. I got a certain point on the game where the image for the next level wouldn't work. I think I could have finished the game, but it would just, it wouldn't work. And it crashed a few times on us. Yeah. I got to points where the big fish I was mentioning didn't turn up. I was like, I'm standing there looking at me watching, <laughs> where the fuck is it? Scratching your head like Daley Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> Later in the, you know, the evolution of a console or a computer, it's surprising to see something that pushed it so hard. And that's what I love about Turrican. And that's why I do want to finish one of the other versions. Like on it's the like Super Turrican and stuff in there. Yeah, the ones on the SNES. There's oh. two. There's Super Turrican and there's another one. One plays very different to the other one. Right. Again, they're very hard to go back to though, aren't they? Because they're just they're just a bit of a ball ache, really. Because yeah. mm. it, it's it feels like these days a lot of the errors that games like that had and design flaws, we've corrected them to mm-hmm. a certain degree, and it's frustrating at times to go back and see them still, still be there. They just feel like a slog because yeah. of these design flaws. I, I was mentioning earlier, and I've mentioned again on the podcast, that uh, pack you letting for the Xbox. Yeah. And uh, I'm a bit of an achievement whore, so I've been trying to like go through. And I, I've set myself challenges. I, for instance, I want to finish Sonic 3. I've never finished... I've, I never played it back in the day. the one with Knuckles? Yeah, it is. I. So I've been trying to play that. And I've been playing Vector Man. Like oh. that's one of the achievement was reached level um, scene eleven on the second one, and some of the the like level design on that game, leaps of faith. That's something that Turrican does a lot of. Yeah, leaps of faith. The waterfall that I died on about ten times in Turrican just in the first level because of leaps of faith. You know the first time I ever heard that phrase. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, in the Last Crusade. Oh yeah. Has to do the leap of faith. Oh of course, ah yeah. yeah. So there you go. A little nugget of information there as I pour out my Tsingtao uh, uh, Chinese lager. I'm drinking, how would you, from Aldi? Saint Etienne. Saint, Saint, Saint Etienne. Because it's French. That's oh. about as French as I am. I wouldn't have purchased French lager. What's your problem? 
I don't think they're renowned for making good lager, basically. Stella? Well, yeah, yeah. I can't have proof anything there. That's not from... Proof <laughs> uh, anything. Is that not Belgium? Stella Trois. Uh, I don't know. I'm Cronenberg. It's I used probably. to like Cronenberg, but... Cronenberg? That is French, definitely. Yeah, 1664. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't Eric Cantona used to advertise that? Or does Eric Cantona still advertise that? Well, he pretends to be a farmer in a pub just to hook up with that chick. I think. And he goes, mm-hmm. uh, what do I do? I'm French. I like to uh, make love to a beautiful woman. Uh, that's what Racist. He Cantona, yes. Yeah, that's why he kicked that guy in the crowd. Well, that's basically all there is to say about Turrican. That's everything. What's they got loads of paper there. No, it's just the, the actual instructions. Ah, oh, well, is anything funny from the instructions? You could, uh, have you highlighted anything? Or So that's all instructions. Christ. Yeah, I've got three pages of instructions. Because there's so many, like, weapons. Like I say, there's the bomb thing that you throw, which it comes out of the gun. It always reminded me of the gun. You know, an alien. Aliens, rather. Where she fires that, you know. Yeah. The, uh, it's sort of like is that when she's trying to kill all the eggs yeah and then she uses the flamethrower attachment well later on in Turrican I love the sound of the alien you know the the plasma rifle is it pl- it's not plasma is it is it plasma no, it's the, like, sure the, the like, carbine like the standard like, issue it's amazing hey interesting fact mm. hey hey wake up <laughs> you know um, Vasquez one of the most iconic female hard-ass characters who Michelle Rodriguez tries to be these days mm. and then Rihanna stole her role from uh, Battleships you ever seen Battleships? Mm. me neither that sounds fucking awful but Rihanna plays basically the Michelle Rodriguez character in that uh, Vasquez you know who else she is? John Connor's like stepman in Terminator 2 I just watched it recently you're right hey hey how's Wolfie? Hi. Wolfie's fine, dear. Your mum and your mum and your stepfathers are dead. Yeah. <laughs> they are both dead. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking love that. But yeah, that's the same woman. I, that blew my mind when I saw that. Like, but then I got over it pretty quickly because I realised she's an actress. She's also in Predator Two. In Predator Two, she's pregnant. I've only seen that. Like, watch Predator Two. Danny Glover, he's too old for this shit. Him, like, Paxman's in it as well. Bill. You know, game over, man. <laughs> game over, man. <laughs> that's um, that's Alien, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He plays uh, Hicks. No, it's it's H. Because uh, Hicks Hud- is Hudson? Hudson. Hudson. Yeah. How do I get out of this chicken shit outfit? You secure that shit, Hudson. <laughs> I love the way in Aliens he decide he decides to kick ass. Uh-huh. Like he would have been kicking ass to this day, but he was standing over this grin. And an alien going with the <laughs> noise that they make. The trumpet because they can't the trumpet. They've always got a trumpet, <laughs> alien. Did you not know? <laughs> they're very, um, they're very good at playing the trombone. Are they like yeah. the John Zone of the? Um, who the fuck is John Zone? He's this mental fucking musician who works with Patton and stuff. And John it. Zone. You see, I, I think that's one of the main reasons why I'm not like famous. So I, I never made it as a musician or anything like that because my name isn't exciting enough. Mm-hmm. Well, give yourself a different name. Well, I did. At one point, I wanted to call myself um, uh, Thomas Michael, and, uh, and my dad went, "What, like George Michael?" And I went, "Ah, yes, yeah, actually. Ah, we on speed in that wheel." All right, sweethearts, you heard the man, and you know the drill: assholes and elbows. 
Beachhead. Now, <laughs> interesting thing about Beachhead, not only what? is it a game, but it's also a sexual endeavour. A lot of people might get mis <laughs> like, mistake Beachhead for um, <laughs> for Beachy Head. Isn't that our place where people kept killing themselves? <laughs> imagine, that, imagine that computer game. <laughs> That would be something totally different. That would be. Um, it is Beachy Head, isn't it? Isn't that where the people keep killing themselves? The notorious suicide spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. I um, just see something about Beachhead where you said, "Did you see the interesting thing about Beachhead?" Is because there's there's nothing interesting about the game. What? I would say that. Oh, we're gonna come to blows in this game. Come, come to blows and interestingly enough beachhead <laughs> that's the whole idea I'm, I'm for the sexual podcast <laughs> no I wouldn't how can you make killing people so boring right okay <sighs> start from the very beginning I want to yeah suicide spot yeah Beach, beachy head yeah I was right I just wanted to make sure that I was right again uh, I usually am but I just wanted to make sure so, Beachhead, video game. I played it on the Spectrum. Did you play it on the Spectrum? Did you play it? I you didn't play it, did you? No, I did. Oh, I, did. I put it on the Commodore because I had. All oh, right, okay. I had it back in the day. It, remember, I said that me, me dad, it was, and Terry said his dad loved playing it as well. It's a, it's a dad game, isn't it? Well, that's what was said then. But it's the, it's the older. It's a, it's a thinking man's game. A bit like the thinking man's crumpet. Well, since D Terry's gonna be a dad, I wonder if, if he'll like enjoy. He'll stop playing it. Uh, there was a two thousand. <laughs> there was a couple of different versions. Uh, there was one that came out in two thousand, I think. Oh yeah, did you see that? Watch it on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. It was like an, It was like, you know, when you get in a, um, like on battlefield, if you get in like one of the gun turrets or something. That's what it kind of like looked like. Yes, because there was one particular part of Beachhead that reminded me a lot of the majority of my experience of playing Battlefield 1943 right. because I found it if you jumped in those um, anti-aircraft guns they were awesome if you could just like hold it just in front of the air airplane when it's flying past you, you could, that, that really satisfying cross that used to pop up every time you saw it hit someone right. and you know when you um, someone would get in the radio tower thing and, and bring the, the airdrop the um, whatever the fuck it was called that would drop the bombs like the Airstrike. Airstrike sort of thing. You could destroy them before you actually drop the bombs as well with the, the aircraft gun. I've seen you play well, This is Battlefield 1943. Yeah. On uh -huh. the Xbox. Uh -huh. Just for everyone. What a game. I played it again a couple of weeks ago. I've noticed from you. Because I've sometimes never yeah. what you've been playing. And it's so much fun. It really is such a good game. Still, still, there was a full server. Full, ah, that's good. Full that's, of people playing it. That's nice too. That was really good. Because that's um, one curse of online gaming. Yeah. Is like... I mean, what was that one I bought? Was it called Fuse or something? You bought that? Remember, no one played it. Because it, it was like 50 pence. Fuse that originally came out, it was a four player, it was a four four characters. No, it's not Fuse. And ah. What's the one that it's it, it plays very like um, Doom or Unreal Tournament or something like that, really fast. Shoot them up. Yes, um, Nexus. Nexus. It had a really striking art style and yeah. stuff. Does anybody great fucking music. play it? No. No? I thought that was a shame. It was Nexus spelled N-E-X-U-I-Z. I think it was... 
it was like the spiritual successor to some PC game um, and it had some really good ideas like the different pickups and stuff and when it first came out I played it for a couple of weeks and there was quite a few people playing it and then when you got it it was just like everyone just stopped playing it mm, that's a weird coincidence <laughs> it's all coming together it, now, but actually. the reason I bought it was because it was it was on sale and it uh, was literally 50 pence I was really another one um, that was exactly the same situation actually and it was it was a different take on it um, a shooter it was called um, hybrid okay now it had some very interesting features and I think it was just it just never caught on properly the the way it worked before it was, you yeah was it was it a full price game or no it was arcade okay so the way it worked you didn't have like free um, movement around the environment you would highlight a bit of cover ah. and click a button and you would jump to it and then you would just you would have like free movement for your gun uh-huh. you would like sort of peek over the cover or duck behind it and it was it was a really interesting idea and it worked really well and it felt really well put together it looked great as well for an arcade game uh-huh. it had uh, you, you would you know, like if you killed a couple of people in a row you would you would get like a sort of kill streak it would sort of build up like a, a tally and then every few kills you would get a, a robot that would help you mm-hmm. and you could either click a button to, to spawn this robot to help you kill other people or you could wait until it built up even more and then it could spawn an even more powerful robot it was like a minion sort of thing mm-hmm. and that just stuck with you um, and it was kind of like a capture the flag sort of thing or just deathmatch but it was sort of like a perpetual war that was going on all the time so there was a world map as well in every single game that took place, the outcome of that affected um, like a war that went on, and the war lasted, say, like a week. Uh-huh. Um, and the winner at the end of the week won like this this helmet, and you could wear the helmet and it would increase your stats for the following week or something. It was just like a trophy or That's something. Nice. Like that. It was great. Like it, you could swap factions halfway through the week if you wanted to, but you could only do it once. Um, nice again. Yeah. It was great. I really, really liked that game. I thought it was brilliant. It looked great and it worked well, but it just wasn't popular enough and just died that's something similar I mean, sort of thing to Nexus I don't know if it's something we could do a full episode on or or if, if just merely mention it now it's a very sad thing where like sometimes it's just the community that makes a game popular yep. or I mean we're not fans of Call of Duty and, yeah. and to me the it's a mixture of the community being the way it is and the game being the way it is but then there's other games where like the popular for like such a short window of time mm-hmm. and then the, no one ever plays them ever again and then there's other ones where like right now on orange box there'll be people playing on the xbox there'll be people playing team fortress yeah and the version of team fortress on the xbox is proper shit there's only about three maps or something isn't yeah because i remember i I was i was appalled should we say appalled because i played that game and i thought this is one i can really get Mm. behind and get into definitely and tried it and i was like well where's the rest of the maps and that put me off and that's fickle but it did it just put us off straight away what's the point what put me off about that game was there's got to be like a tutorial there's got to be help on it but there's nothing yeah each and i bemoan this about games so kudos to them for doing it each character does have its own strengths and weaknesses and its own like part in a team sort of thing Uh but yet you get no guidance and also if you're playing it on xbox 
where these people are playing it. There's probably about 200 people who are playing it constantly on the Xbox. Yeah. They know things about that game that yeah, I don't yeah. know. So what happens is you run around like an idiot, yeah. feeling like you're not attributing anything to anyone. I suppose, kind of like, at our, our Left 4 Dead peak, when we used to play it all the time, yeah. which I would love to have another another one of those... Uh, sesh. Sesh, but like a revival sort of thing for that. I still think about that game, and I still just think, like, God, we had some really good times playing that game. Like, well, it was so much fun. I agree with you. I mean, we, we, it, I, what I mean is, we were so good at that game at a time when there was other people coming in, and maybe we were, because we, we were, we would always were like team players. But if someone came in and they were just weren't doing the right thing, we would just say, "Well, fuck you then." If they were just running off instead of trying to guide them, I think. So I suppose it's the same th- sort of thing. We didn't really have time for people fucking about on that game because we knew what we were doing. Mm. Um, so I suppose the people that are playing Team Fortress, they're, they're so good at the game that they just don't have time to fuck about and try to teach someone new. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? true. But that's, uh, but that's why no excuse. Why doesn't the game just have a tutorial? Like well, saying, yeah, I mean, it, it has all the... The very fame. I ever been on YouTube and had a look at the famous uh, videos for um, Team Fortress. Each character has its own like little animated um, video, and they're oh. really good because Valve is good at that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. If you're a big fan of Valve, mm-hmm. I- I'd say you'd be a PC player, like gamer. Yeah, majority. It must be a fucking frustrating experience. I mean, Half Life Three. When the hell is that gonna come up? I'd laugh if. Because this podcast might take a while to come out. <laughs> I love if I've said this in half my three just suddenly surfaces. There's a thing on Reddit which is really funny. Every time that someone mentions, there's like on Reddit, people can create bots mm. that automatically respond to people's comments. There's one called Remind Me Bots. So someone will say, someone will actually type in the comments, Remind me when something happens. Someone replies to this comment and it'll come up saying, I will remind you on this when this happens. But there's one way if someone mentions Half-Life 3, this bot automatically says, because you've mentioned Half-Life 3, you have put the date of release back by one year. So like, if you calculate it all, it's something like the game's not going to come out until like the year 2500 or something like that because so many people have mentioned the game. I have this cockamamie theory that, you know, because you had the um, the Steam boxes or whatever they were going to be called, yeah, yeah. Valve boxes, right. which are just PC gaming, which... It hasn't took off big surprise because to me they made quite a, a lot of fundamental errors. But that Steam controller is a bit weird. Yeah. I'm really not sure about that. But I I was confident that they would bring it out then. Yeah. It's like, it an exclusive. What, what, you know, a console or computer has to have a killer app. Yeah. Everyone wants Half Life. Yeah. If you got that and you got, like, say, Blizzard on board mm-hmm. and you got, like, something. From them, it's guaranteed success. Isn't it it, it w- would be like a big, I don't know. It was kind of alright leaving it that long from Half Life to Half Life Two because Half Life One kind of had an ending. Mm-hmm. Half Life Two, Episode Two, it just leave. I won't spoil it because I know you're not finished. I still haven't finished it. Yeah. It it kind of ends abruptly and it isn't a proper ending. Mm-hmm. For me. Well, it's because people were expecting Episode Three, weren't they? Uh-huh. If they'd done that, if they brought out Episode Three, then people would have been sort of placated, but. If they bring it out now, they've just got to release it. They can't, they can't announce it at like next E three and say it's coming out. They've got to just, just say dump it down. it's coming out next week. It'll probably blow everyone's mind. Yeah, that's the only thing. That's the only option for them now. They've got to do that. They've got to just say, 
oh FYI guys it's coming out next week and everyone will just go what and that if they did that imagine it would it would set a new standard it would just like there'd be there'd be people of other developers going I want to do that I want to bring out a game and not tell anyone about the, it the secretly uh, the secrecy in, involved in keeping that under wraps would be immense I know developed and published by Access Software uh, was available on Acorn Electron, mm-hmm. Amstrad CPC, Atari 8-bit, BBC Micro, Commodore 64, MSX. What's MSX? I have read about this recently. Was it Microsoft's? I'm sure they made like, like a computer back in the day. Right. Okay. It didn't really take off. I'm sure. I thought it was that sort of ATV versus MSX. Wasn't that a game? <laughs> All-terrain vehicle versus uh, military um, sensitive <laughs> xenophobe. Military <laughs> sensitive xenophobe. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! And the ZX Spectrum. When was it released? Have a guess. Nine eighty four as well. No, nine eighty five. That was a shit guess. <laughs> that was released in nineteen eighty five. Yeah. But it was unsold a million. Well, yeah. When did sold a million volume whatever with with dailies? I'll show you here. I'll tell you here. Hang on, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So it released date ninety five. Says Beachhead is a video game developed and published in. Ah, uh, what? Beachhead is a video game developed and published in nineteen eighty three by Access Software for the Atari eight bit mm-hmm. Commodore. Don't read. Don't believe everything you read on on Wikipedia then because. It says release date 1995. Well, you just suddenly realised. <laughs> what a pile of shit. Anyway, it says. Uh, hang on. Right, I'm getting the fucking meat of the matter here. That's stupid. So it came out 1983 on the act uh, for the Atari 8-bit and Commodore 64 home computers mm-hmm. in the US. Versions for the C16. 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 What's wow. That? It's like a Vic 20. It's really, you know. Before the C64 sort of thing. So it came up for that ZX Spectrum, BBC Micro, and Acon Electron. They were published in Europe by US Gold in 1984. So there you go. Followed by a version for the Amstrad CPC in 1985. So it came out in 1983 originally. Right. So the game's setting is the Pacific Theatre of World War II. Gameplay consists of several variant stages in which the player must control various vehicles, including warships and tanks, in order to defeat an enemy fleet break through enemy beach defences and destroy an enormous an enormous gun I didn't uh, uh, game. I didn't use any tanks ah well I did uh, the game was inc- <laughs> the game was included on the 1985 nah, compilation nah, nah, nah. <laughs> they sold a million along with Daily Thompson's Decathlon Sabre Wolf and Jet Set Willie. Yeah, now, I said that, I'm going to ask possibly the worst and stupidest question I've ever asked there were a number of different they sold a million uh, games packs, right yeah is the idea behind that that each of those games sold more than a million copies? Is that what that means? They sold a million. Christ, was, you see, I'm on. Or was that a million? When someone says, "Is that a stupid question?" and it's actually getting my answer's getting recorded. I'm trying, I'm trying to trip it, yeah, up. I, I don't know <laughs> because I'm keeping out if you of think it. About a million copies of of one of those games is a fucking lot. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking lot. I don't. I Do think they had to stay 
it, number one for like a length of time mm. but I don't know what the sales figures for games were back then well, that's a podcast in itself <laughs> <laughs> put that on the back burner that might be a bit dry you know what I mean it's just going to be we're you just gonna, looking at Wikipedia we'll get, we'll get Terry in and Terry will just read all of the figures like a, um, like like a, a efficient robot. broadcast or like the you know the scores like Orient <laughs> 1 but my favourite one is a that. million 150 copies sold my favourite one for that is uh, there's a Scottish team called Forfar 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 4 Glasgow Rangers 6 I don't know if they're in the same league a sequel, Beachhead 2, The Dictator Strikes Back. That was is released, fantastic. It was that released game. in 1985, The Dictator Strikes Back. What what coattails were they riding on there, do you think? A loose remake of the game, Beachhead 2000, was released in... 2000. Well done. Can I just go back to Beachhead 2? If though? you must. I mentioned that in another you podcast, right? a bit weird. And it, it has similarities with um, Daley Thompson's Decathlon. Because All the characters white. Um, no, more so that each each level was it was you, the allies versus the axis of evil, and you got points, and then you would go to the next one. I always remember the first level was there was a gun at the bottom. You had to land your troops and like get yourself down through all the like areas where you can hide, cover sort of thing, uh-huh. and then throw a grenade and blow up the gun. Uh-huh. That would give you some points, and you just literally done that over and over again to see how much points. The very last level, though, was bizarre, and it's there was like a river or something in the middle, and it either side there was two bits of rock, and there was one dude on one side and one dude on the other, and you would throw knives at each other. That's that's how it ended, <laughs> and there was some amazing speech in that. Google that or YouTube it because I've looked at it recently. Beachhead two, the Detainer Strikes Back speech. Yeah. What version? Commodore sixty four. Right. Reception. Beachhead was Access's best-selling Commodore game as of late 1987. Ahoy! Which I was, I'd imagine is a magazine. Stated, this, this game is a blast. That's a, that's a quote. It praised the graphics and concluded, it is a remarkable programming achievement. Compute, which again I would imagine is another magazine, listed the game in May 1988 as one of our favourite games Statement it was superior to its many imitators. This is, um, yeah, still be Chad. Zap64 reviewed the game in a re- retrospective feature a year after release. They argued that although it was considered impressive at the time of release, it had already become dated. Mm. It was rated 70% overall. And there you go, that's everything about that's on Wikipedia. I've got a couple of things to say, very general things, really. I loved it. I loved it back then, and I still really loved it now. I'm not even. I'm not fucking around. I'm, ah. not, I'm not messing around. Mm. I loved it. I played it. I played it. Uh, I think it was only today. I played it actually, but I, I played it from start to finish. And that's the first. This is the thing, right? I've got memories of sitting in my cousin's bedroom. Uh, we used to live in Ilkley in Yorkshire. Sitting in his bedroom, he had that game on his Spectrum. And we loaded it up. And we, I, I never, I never saw the tank bit. I saw the the first level, is you you start off on the map screen. We get a choice, don't you? You get a choice, big choice. And I never understood the choice when I was a kid. But now, now that that's interesting. <laughs> I didn't when I was a kid. Now, as I understand, it works right. You can either go to the top left of the screen and With go go through, yeah, go through this sort of 
um, crack in the like a canal sort of thing like pirate the, pass type of <laughs> here be fucking dragons or something Arr, here <laughs> if you if you be <laughs> exactly uh, savvy so you you go through there you navigate past a load of mines and I think there must be submarines aren't there those white lines that's like the version of submarines which is just basically a white line I think or so. U-boats to be uh, politically correct <laughs> to be na- to be Nazi correct. Okay. So you yeah, um navigate through them, which, which by, is, by my last go I was an absolute fucking pro at and managed to get all of my boats through. But don't you think it's one of like possibly most boring things you ever like to do? I, I think like putting me taxes right or like doing the dishes is even more entertaining no, than I that. disagree. I disagree. You've got to think about the, when it was you know what game it made us think of actually uh, did you ever play North and South oh I love North and yeah. South yeah. And uh, the we'll Amiga. have to play that at some point because oh. I fucking love that game I've tried to like show Terry it on the Amiga and the controls nowadays are so bad yeah it's just but it's the same sort of thing where it's kind of like mini games uh-huh. so obviously you've got to navigate through this pass or you can just go straight or you can go brutal straight, full yeah. force in your face motherfucker I'm not taking no shit my friend straight <laughs> through in between the two uh, heads of land and take on the, the enemy fleet yeah full now, on in it I never understood when I was when I was younger I never understood why you had to make a choice but now I think I get it I didn't I, you, I didn't under, you know that bit where it's a map and there's this like it's this funny like most co- like boo boo exactly boo, yeah, yeah. boo 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 because I, di- I didn't read the text uh-huh. I read it recently the text but I back then I must there's no text on the spectrum one I don't think there's this, on the yeah there's yeah. this all this bumph uh, like nah, I don't know if it was the crack thing or something but it was like telling you what you just said uh-huh. you can either choose to go in for the pass or do the submarine thing which I've honestly got to say back in the day I don't think I ever did now the, the as I understand it, right, if you go directly towards the enemy fleet through the landmass and then it closes off behind you, ah, so yeah. you can't get back up. Ah, yeah. If you do that, the enemy comes to you straight away really fast. Uh-huh. Now, I believe that the further away you are from from land when it comes to you, the more the longer the, the next bit of the game lasts. So the idea of going through the, the secret tunnel sort of thing and sneaking around and sort of taking the enemy unawares and getting closer to, the, the, to land the next bit lasts a, a lot a lot shorter well that text said that yeah but right, in go. terms of gameplay you've got to basically do this annoying mini game it's not that long though because you get like about i've done it you get about i don't know if it's 10 lives but it's like ships it's, and i like this because you not think 10 too much like it's got to be no the, well if because you've got last them 10 have got to last the whole game so but it just feels like you've got to drag this this you've got to, slow as fuck. We'll wait until they get the tank mode. That'll fucking blow your mind because that was unbelievable. So you, you get get all your ships <laughs> unbelievable. through. Unbelievable. Your ships are red, right? Every time you get one all the way through these mines and past the submarines, it goes blue. Uh-huh. Um, I've done the, the ship. I've done that. Yeah, but for the listeners. Okay. So all the blue ones you take to the next level. Um, the next level when you encounter the enemy is um, your control and a gun. Which is the bit that we're talking about? It's like Battlefield Nineteen Forty Three. So you actually gun. do, you still do that, but it, 
if you're seeing it, it a lot full, t- full on, it will be longer. Yeah, the next bit where the planes uh, are, are coming at you, that, dropping bombs. That I have something longer. to say about that one because that was yeah. the one my dad used to be obsessed with back in the day. Mm-hmm. He used to go on about like something. Oh, you got to get the long longitude and latitude right. Bollocks! It, what it's like is it feels like threading. You know, if you get a needle uh-huh. and you get a thread, and you have to like. Are you talking about? Sh- are you talking about shooting the planes? Are you talking yeah. about the next bit after that? Shooting the planes, and then once or twice, he did actually get to the next bit where oh. you got to shoot the. Yeah. the now the, the shooting the planes was. It's tedious. There was. There was it's the definition of tedious. Where there's planes, you, there's parts where you can't hit them. I'm sure of it. When it gets to a certain height, you can't hit it. So it's a waste of time even trying. This I got quite like adapted it towards like me third or fourth go, and I was like blasting them up the sky. But it lost lasts a lot shorter. Like I said before, if you go sneaky bit. I turned it off because I was like, should have endeavoured because it's great. The it's not great. That, it's so the level boring. after that. You've got to shoot the um, the ships in the distance. They're like the the ones that'll be stopping you from. Yeah, um, that's the longitude and latitude thing. Yeah, that which again, obsessed, the idea behind that is it's kind of like um, trial and error basically. So you shoot a shoot at one of the ships. It tells you either you're too too you're short off, or yeah. too long, oh. and then you just bring it in. So you yeah. you go too far right. Go too short, right? It's got to be in between those two uh-huh. figures. Um, again, how many goes do you get on that then? It's as many lives as you've got. They'll keep shooting at you, All and right. eventually they'll hit you. R- so roughly, that's why your lives are important. Does it have some sort of pattern? Then, so like, say, like if if I had, does it work on the assumption like say three shots a ship or four shots a ship or what that you've got to hit? No, like say oh, they'll they'll shoot at you and it'll it'll splash in front of you. Maybe it's about five times and then they'll hit. That's you. what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe it's about five times. Maybe it's, yeah. So you've got a, so it's like, like a five five, five chances. Sort of yeah, thing, pretty yeah. much. But then obviously you've got all of your lives. Again, but once boring. You, it's like too much. Yeah, it's not a particularly exciting. It's not Turrigan, certainly not. But it's it's. Thank you very much. It's like a. It's more like. Don't say a thing in my. It's like the thinking man's game. Yeah, that's why I enjoyed it so much. You prefer your shooty yeah. shooty. You prefer your shooty shooty blasty blasty jump jump. I prefer me. Mm, yeah, that's the thing. Me, me no I like the chess. Yeah. So yeah, you get. I win at Scrabble. You win at chess. Go make some perfect chance. Go make some what? Perfect chance. What's that from? I've misquoted the lyric. It's a clutch lyric. Ah, oh, right, clutch song. You win it. Oh, I'll put it in here. If you, what's the name of the song? Careful with that microphone. Right, careful with the microphone. And I'll I'll put it in now. So tell me, when you took the fact of scholastic aptitude test, did you know the answer? Did you guess? You were like gimmicks to amuse your fans and act all urban to jack up your sound scan. What's the matter with you? How come you write mom and lab plays? Atrophy stricken your entire vocabulary. Your style's like garbage cans meant to be taken out on a weekly basis. Ever since you're frustrated, you've been in a state of suspended animation. You look like stuff of this and Australopithecus, me create you abacus. Enough about you, let's talk about me and how single-handedly I need to find the science of radio astronomy. Make a Nobel Prize when it's question the notions of reality. Oh, but I digress, you play sorry, I play chess. Kings Park need to check me. Go get some Percocets. <laughs> I don't even think it's. Over I think it's you win. It's sorry. I'm sure it's, it's one it's of those games. Right, it's gonna it's gonna go in over the top of this, but it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be. We're gonna be chatting like this. You're gonna take a crisp. You're gonna eat the crisp. And think and, and the think whole how time. different we are because honestly, beachhead for me, it's like paint the wall mm-hmm. and then washing it dry. It's it's to me, it's like paint the wall. And then having a game of chess while watching it dry. <laughs> so you you so you you, you shoot all the shot the ships. They all dead, exploded. 
you finally get onto the beach. I've never got this bit before. No. This is the first time I've oh, got this bit on, I since I, I was a kid. I've never got this bit. Is it is it like the first bit in the submarine? Just the tank? No. Uh, <laughs> this bit is great. This is really good, this bit. So you've got as many lives as you've had all the way through the game that you've managed to keep. So you've got your um, your tanks, like say if you get that bit, you've got eight lives left, you've got eight tanks. Now I will admit, this was a fucking ball ache, this bit, right? Basically you've got a, you've got a, your tank just starts moving forward and you can move it up or down like that. It will always move forward, will it? Yeah, yeah, you can't stop it. And it shoots as well. The thing with the, the shooting is, you can only shoot once and then when the bullet goes off the screen, you can shoot again. This is the same for the enemies. So you're going along and it's sort of like an obstacle course. There's these weird sort of red and green uh, like uh, sandbag sort of things and there's, there's these little weird purple that look like post boxes. I don't know what they pill are. Pill boxes? No, no, not pill boxes. Like, like American post boxes out the front lawn. These, I don't know what the fuck they're supposed to be. There's little blue mines and then there's just these big sort of black smudges which I don't know if they're supposed to be holes. I don't know. But you navigate through. Every now and again there's an enemy it'll be shooting at you and like I say how you shoot and you can't shoot again until it's yeah. off the air it happens the same for them now if you imagine they come on the screen right at that side right hand that side screen the they're moving technically they're moving forward so every time they shoot the distance between they them, can fire, like, they can fire faster and you're so like, when they're right yeah so you miss yeah so when you're when they're right at the <laughs> at the screen the part of the screen where you are they go but if they're still there at that point you'll just be avoiding them so the first the time, no, it's either a tank or a, a pillbox that you they're they're in. All right. So you get your tank, your your tank all the way through. Took me fucking ages to do it the first time. It's really solid, and then you come across this big like gun emplacement, which is fucking massive. I don't know exactly what you're supposed to be shooting at here, but what you've got to do is again, it's like um, you've got it's your first person view of the tank turret. Mm -hmm. And you've got to aim it to shoot these weird little I've squares. I've never seen this bit. Like I hadn't either. There's these little black squares all over the front of this turret, like on the on the mound right, underneath yeah. this turret. One of them's white. You've got to shoot the white one, and then once you've shot the white one, another one will turn white, then shoot that one. It's very. I don't know what you're supposed to be doing. What the fuck? It's weird. I know people say this a lot, but what the fuck was he smoking when he came up with that? <laughs> and it's, it's kind of like as though he forgot to put something in to, to for it to make sense like it's kind of like you've broken the fourth wall and you've seen behind the program and it's like uh, here here's actually a man but behind the man there's just a white square but like they forgot to put the man in or something like that you know what I mean but you shoot that like as you're shooting it the turret's turning around to face you uh -huh. and it's like going like that and it's kind of intense and then once it it's got a countdown and then it shoots you and you're dead like there's nothing more you can do that's why the lives are important mm -hmm. once you're dead you've got to get your next tank and take it through the maze all the way through that maze uh, how long now, does the maze take this is the thing the tank goes so fucking slow you can't speed it up you can't go any faster but it goes really fucking slow but the interesting part is the enemies are in different places oh. so the first time and it's like it's it's programmed to be harder the, the the closer you are to actually defeating the enemy, the big t uh, turret, uh -huh. the harder in the enemy placement is. So it's really interesting. But eventually, I did it, and I got the last one and shot it. And there was this cool uh, graphical effect where the turret exploded, and there was little bits of it flying around. 
and then this little fucking white flag pokes out and starts waving like that like I surrender uh-huh. and that's it that's the end of the game okay, and it just no. ends and that was on easy skill easy and it took me about five or six attempts to get, to get through it and I was really fucking trying where usually if I'm doing the homework I might not be trying as hard but with this one I was really trying hard to do it and yeah I did it and it was, I, was, I was really satisfied that I'd finally finished it my dad oh. never done the gun uh, the shooting the ships mm-hmm. you know the yeah, he he would sit there telling us about longitude and latitude, right. but never done it. It's it is simply just a case of if you shoot, say, I, I don't know how f- high it goes. But I know you're going to say it. Yeah, you'd shoot at ninety, it would say too long. You'd shoot at forty, it would say too short. Shoot at sixty, too long. All right, so it's got to be between sixty and forty. Well, it makes sense. Just just quickly, like it's, it's like just a, it's a race against time then because you know it's got to be in between them, and you're just going to try. Just whittling it down. It's like what your brain does when you're like, if, if I'm sitting in this seat here, there's a bin there, and I've got a, a piece of paper, and yeah. I throw the, in the bin, yeah. and it misses because it too, went too far. Exactly. I just so, find it baffling though yeah. that my dad would like school us on like naval combat, but in <laughs> reality, it was just this case of yeah, just yeah, throwing yeah. this piece of exactly, paper yeah, yeah. into a bin. Sounds like your dad though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but the, the, the funny thing was, the um, I'm not 100% sure whether the distance was randomised as well you know of the ships because the animation of the ships was exactly the same every time you played it like the the way the way exactly the same place but I don't know whether I will be a bummer because if you ever played it once you'd just you write it down yeah you're like you oh, ship one like, I would I would have thought it was randomised like but that didn't make sense like graphically because there would be one that looked really close to you but technically that could be like the furth- furthest one away it could be a know. massive ship could be the yeah. size of like uh, HMS massive I mean, HMS massive balls um, so oh, well, yeah thank I you I didn't know you'd finished it like. there was nothing else I wanted to say I think that was I just I, I get I totally get what you're saying about how it's it's like a boring game really it is a boring sort of dad's game but um, I still think it was it was really good and I can understand why it was it did so well because if you if you take your mind back to then and you start playing this game because it didn't look that bad either you know the the ship the animation or the graphic of the ship when it was navigating through the mines mm-hmm. it worked really well it was really fast like for the spectrum but the turning was was good like it was responsive and stuff I, I just liked it I thought it was a good game I'm getting that I'm, you I'm still like I'm glad that I still liked it now when I played it again unfortunately though as I've just experienced with Turk and what happens is you'll play the games and even though you are a lot more critical, you'll still have that knowledge and fondness from back in the day, and uh-huh. you'll give it a bit of a like. Yeah, you give it a bit. Like of I did idea. with Turrican, because you you said it was. I mean, you were. You said it was a fairly good game, but you were saying you got lost in a bit oh, and stuff yeah. like that. I was thinking, I didn't get lost, but then I was thinking, yeah, the reason I didn't get lost is because I remember yeah. it from back in the day of playing it. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean there. Sometimes what memories. happens is games fall between. There's a one way you'll play it and you'll you'll hate it and you'll go, "Why did I ever play that?" Type of shit. Or there'll be a one in between where it it's never as good as you remember it, never. Yeah. But it'll be like good and you'll you know you'll think, "Oh, I'm glad this holds up well." So you give it that pass. Mm. Or there's the ones after that where. Like I've got to say, Jet Set Willie fell uh, onto the other one where I never liked it back in the day. But revisiting it, I can see all the like horrible design chance 
uh, choices and how those glitches and shit like that. But I've got to say, looking back, I can tell why it was so iconic because it nothing else looked quite like it, and it was unique. It was someone else, like, wasn't it? That's homework over for now. It took a lot longer than I thought it would. That's what she said. <laughs> Bang. Well, I think um, it did take a long time. What if we make this into another two-parter? That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Break it up for the uh, listener. For poor, unfortunate listener. Poor soul. Listener. That listener who who's committed <laughs> crime so <laughs> heinous that the only their punishment is to sit in a room. Not even a cell, it's just a room and I have to listen to this podcast. God. Before we go though, I noticed you've brought something with you, Ross. Oh yes. What have you brought with you, since, Ross? Since moving house, uh-huh. like fairly recently, I've got one or two games lying around, like uh-huh. retro ones. But one of the most entertaining one, which I, is ironic because I don't like football games uh-huh. that much, is Italia 90 on the... No, let's see what version it is. It's, it's a massive, lovely boxed. This is back when games were boxed. It's for the Spectrum, which is weird. Hey, like, you dirty know. bastards. So, US Gold, now they were a um, publisher, were they? Yeah, they just imported like games from America a lot. Because the they, the, they sold a million people, weren't they? Were they? I think so. I just started that, that uh, emblem, the US Gold emblem, is very uh, memorable for me. Yeah, I remember the loading screen a lot. Yes. Where it would draw. Yeah. It would draw and it would play like theme tunes that were synonymous with America. Like Yankee Doodle da, Dandy. Da, da, da. <laughs> oh, that's Canada. <laughs> yeah, but I know what you mean though. So we opened this up and the reason I kept it was just the instructions are It's massive. Fantastic. So much I mean, content. So the booklet has the previous World Cup winners, the history. Really? The fantastic drones of the that greatest players of the past. This is the best bit. If you wouldn't mind, um, I, w- I need to get some pictures because our public needs to see this. I'll tell you what, I'll take them after. Because uh, I need to get some better Bobby, light, but The Bobby Charlton one, who's like... It's one of the greatest you know, things I've ever seen. Son of a miner from Northumberland. You know, so he's like one of our... But I love the way they've got his hair like that. He's one of our finest exports, isn't he? One, like, <laughs> one of the funniest faces you've ever liked to see. Best doesn't seem to have a chin. But anyway, <laughs> then so then you go into the teams and it, it, it has a full like list of all the players. and It's just... So it's amazing, detail, isn't it? It's you really don't get this with FIFA. No. Like, you don't get manuals anymore? It's got, I mean, it's got like... How how they qualified the the like results in the really? yeah I mean I, I flicked over to England and uh, England versus Sweden it was both home and away was a draw then they played Poland and we won three nil and then away we drew and then we played Albania and uh, we won five nil and two nil this is why I kept it because it, it it's got Facts on all the venues at the back. Trivia quiz at the very, very back. It's and just players to watch in the tournament. It's just funny, like it's it, it's a massive box, really. Like considering how big the the tape is, mm. it's a huge box, and it's nice that they gave you so much, so like so much trivia and so much to read. So like the instructions. 
Yeah, it's funny because the actual World Cup file of facts is what it's called, <laughs> is like massive, yet the instructions are... There's different languages as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Just one piece of paper. I would say, is that A4, would you say? It's actually a bit, little bit smaller than A4. Well, it's half a little bit smaller than A4, so it's literally up to there. God. What's this thing? Ball control, kicking the ball, heading the ball. Oh, you've got a nice nice A4 poster here. It's brilliant. The would World you like Cup to describe? Like, oh, I would love on? to. I mean, we've got a, a game of football going on here that I can only describe as illegal. <laughs> You've got at least, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Must be twelve different teams taking part in this one football match. Now, the the person who did the the art for this game <laughs> do you think do you think <laughs> do you think that they let their child do a lot of it <laughs> or do you think it was like I'll just I'll do, do that later and then a, oh shit I've got to do all this by tomorrow do you think maybe it was a school project where like there was a whole class at, at one of the schools next to where the guy yeah, lived each, each kid drawn a different player because the it's so weird like it was. I remember when I used to. I used to be like regarded when I was at school as quite a good artist, and people used to go, "Oh, Tommy's a dead good drawer." Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes when you draw something and you look at it afterwards, and you just think, like, especially if you were copying, if you had a picture in front of you and you were copying it, drawing it, yes. and then you looked at the two of them after you thought, oh, "God, his leg looks dead short," or like he's there's too much space between his chin and his eyes, or something. And you'd just be like, it looks dead shit. That's what this guy's done. Like, look at his arm there. I can see what he's trying to do. Like, the perspective is he's sort of got a bend in his arm. But you can't really see it. It just looks like nah. it goes from his shoulder to his elbow. It's like, it just, it's just too short. And then his head looks too big. So it just looks fucking weird. I'll put a picture of this on Twitter as well. But And look at his face. The Rep- Republic Island guy. That guy's be he he is last minute addition to that draw. <laughs> but you think like I was thinking about this, you know, um, with this was before like this was pre internet and stuff. So this guy would have had to copy these pictures from like magazines and stuff like that, and newspaper clippings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, is that Maradona? I believe so. Yeah, well, it's the Argentina. I mean, strip, isn't it? But yeah, Italian nineteen ninety, the World Cup starts here. It's just so. And in in the box, that actual picture. Also doubles as a uh, spot the ball thing, doesn't it? Does it? Yeah. Because um. you used to have, you used to put like proper competitions in in games, didn't they? Where you'd like send fill in a postcard and send it back. Oh, that's exactly. What so you it is there, spot yeah. the ball. Fly to Italy, stay in Rome for seven nights, and witness the climax of the world's greatest sporting event. Oh. I'm just climbing. <laughs> so it's basically that picture that you might see, and there's a grid over it, and you've just got to. Only one cross is allowed per card. Put where you think the ball is. And literally, why is there even a ball there? Like, is that a gate? Is that meant, like, how are you meant to guess where the ball is? Because the they're only all thing, doing different things. The only thing that's missing from that picture is a set of weapons, like a spiked club, <laughs> with fucking a load of blood on the floor, and like a half naked woman in the background. <laughs> it's like the fucking fun, uh, football game that would be played in the Thunderdome or something like that, isn't it? Tina Turner's commentating. Bush. I feel like filling this in and signing it off. Just to, <laughs> just to see what I'd get. It's going to be some like 19 year old woman still manning that uh, inbox. What's that? 
Well, there's a there's a, um, an appetite. So the very last piece of um, paraphernalia <laughs> is um, it's something about a particular joystick make, and you get like fifty pence off oh, the joystick. Yeah, it's different coloured. Uh, are they joysticks that are coloured for the different countries? And by that I mean there's, it's a two tone. There's like a blue and yellow one. There's a white and red one. Yeah, in stunning national colours have all superb features of dynamic joysticks, including super sensitive microstrip for position control and dual fire buttons for left and right operations. You're out a winner. And when you take this voucher to your retailer, you will get 50 pence off the pro gold price. But it doesn't say how much they are normally. £6,000. Well, I mean, you get quite a lot in this package. Well, you get a, certainly a hell of a lot more, and this is this is one of the reasons why I'm going digital with the next console because there's no point in buying for someone like me who who's never traded games in. There's literally no point in me getting um, discs. There's just no point. But I suppose end of an era then. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm I'm embracing it though. I'm happy about it. Wasn't tape such a terrible format about games? In every way, just I just think in every way it was just such a. The amount of times I pull a tape out of a tape deck and the fucking tape would still be left in there. Right. Unravelling. Right. Oh, fuck my life. <laughs> fuck my life. Fuck my All the days life. it just wouldn't load. Like, you'd get to the end and that, it didn't load. I it. mean, just music as well, though. Just just any, like, you'd just be playing at music. And then you'd, accident back, you'd accidentally lean on the record button and you'd just ruin a fucking piece of music. You see it for music, but it's coming back because I had an argument in a pub with it's a coming back I know vinyl is because vinyl is like the superior quality but tape is coming back no I know I've had the argument with these people who said this friends of mine who it's not financially viable how would why would artists start producing on a, something like that when they can just stick it on iTunes but anyway is that the end of this part one? Yeah, part one is over. Well, part one's finished. Part two is going to be a fucking belter. A doozy. It's going to be a doozy. I'm going to have another beer. <laughs> I'm going to drink a little bit more. We think thou. Yeah, we might be a little bit more inebriated. Merry. Mm, absolutely. A little bit more dressed down. No. no? Okay. In fact, I might put clothes on. Just yeah. To might, you might want to wrap up. Um, so, thank you very much for listening to God, God, God. God.